Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. This is me reading stuff. My name's Robin O'Neill. I'm an artist. What else am I? I'm a person from Nebraska. I don't know. That's the first thing that came from me. I am proud of that. I like Nebraska. I really do. Nice people in Nebraska. I miss it all the time. Of all the places I've lived, I'm happiest here in Los Angeles. However, it gets a little old. I'm really having trouble with it this month, to be honest with you. Just like everybody's always bitching about everything. And like, you know, I don't do much, but when I go to the store or the pharmacy, and those are the two places I go, there's always someone having like a breakdown in public, just kind of just needing things to be their way. There's a lot of self-righteousness here in Los Angeles. At least in Los... Yeah, it is. It's true. And it's all over the city. It's not just over here in Beverly Hills. Um, Anyway, how are you guys? I'm going to kind of launch into this quickly because what I want to read today might take a little while. I'm going to read... I don't think I've ever read Emily Dickinson. On the podcast, I mean. I mean, there are reasons for that. But when I read this, which was... It's called a... No, two recipient unknown... It's a drafted letter that she wrote, just a pencil letter. No one's sure where it was, who it was supposed to go to or anything. Um, I kind of knew I had to read this, and I get into it in the way, like in my body, and it kind of gets my heart pumping in the way I like. So it's, I, I haven't had that experience very often with Emily Dickinson, and that's usually my rule on how to get on the show is if, and I mean, that's it. It's one thing if I were just trying to be fair and I'm trying to say, here are the greatest poets known to man. This is what everyone considers the greatest group of poets. That's not what I do on here. I mean, I think it's obvious. What I do is I deliver the things that I feel in my body, the things that really, really, truly make things kind of operate like almost like I'm in a panic. Because that's why I love reading. That's what I love about literature and poetry. And then at the end of what, when I read this to you, I'm going to tell you about this book that I got this from, which you all need to pay attention to, because you're going to be really excited about it. (laughs) All right, here we go. Emily Dickinson, To Recipient Unknown. Dear Master, I am ill, but grieving more that you are ill. I make my stronger hand work long enough to tell you. I thought perhaps you were in heaven, and when you spoke again, it seemed quite sweet and wonderful and surprised me so. I wish that you were well. I would that all my love should be weak no more. The violets are by my side, the robin very near, and spring, they say. Who is she, going by the door? Indeed, it is God's house. And these are gates of heaven, and to and fro the angels go with their sweet postillions. I wish that I were great, like Mr. Michelangelo, and could paint for you. You ask me what my flowers say. Then they were disobedient. I gave them messages. They said what the lips in the west say when the sun goes down. And so says the dawn. Listen again, Master. I did not tell you that today had been the Sabbath day. Each Sabbath on the sea makes me count the Sabbaths till we meet on the shore. And whether the hills will look as blue as the sailors say, I cannot stay any longer tonight, for this pain denies me. How strong when weak to recollect, and easy quite to love. Will you tell me, please to tell me, soon as you are well? Two. Oh, did I offend it? 
Daisy, Daisy offended, who bends her smaller life to his meeker every day, who only asks a task, something to do for the love of it, some little way she cannot guess to make that master glad, a love so big it scares her, rushing among her small heart, pushing aside the blood and leaving her all faint and white in the gust arm. Daisy, who never flinched through that awful parting, but held her life so tight he should not see the wound, who would have sheltered him in her childish bosom, only it wasn't big enough for a guest so large. This, Daisy, grieve her lord, and yet it, she, often blundered. Perhaps she grieved, grazed his taste, perhaps her odd, backwoodsman ways teased his finer sense nature. Daisy knows all that, but must she go unpardoned, teach her grace, preceptor, teach her majesty, slow, dull at patrician things, even the wren open her nest learns, knows more than Daisy dares. Then I'm going to skip ahead to three. Master, if you saw a bullet hit a bird and he told you he wasn't shot, you might weep at his courtesy, but you would certainly doubt his word. One drop more from the gash that stains your daisy's bosom. Then would you believe? Thomas's faith in anatomy was stronger than his faith in faith. God made me master. I didn't be myself. I don't know how it was done. He built the heart in me. By and by it outgrew me. And like the little mother with the big child, I got tired holding him. I heard of a thing called redemption which rested men and women. You remember I asked you for it. You gave me something else. I forgot the redemption and was tired. No more. I am older. Tonight, Master, but the love is the same. So are the moon and the crescent. I love it. I love it. I love it. And here's who I have to thank for this. Well, I guess we'll thank Emily Dickinson herself. Thank you, Emily. Nice to uh, finally join you onto the program. Uh, but who I really have to thank is Mr. John Degata. That's D apostrophe A G A T A. I will put a link to information about John Degata in the description of this podcast. He just uh, came out with the third installment. Um, and the final installment of his series uh, called A New History of the Essay. He is pretty, well, okay, anyway, and this one's called The Making of the American Essay. It is the most fascinating book I have held in my hands in ages. Uh, if you want to know a little more about it, you can also visit KCRW's Bookworm with Michael Silverblatt to hear an interview with him from three weeks ago. I highly recommend you do so. I'm always telling you to listen to Bookworm. Um, just from the back, I think that one of the blurbs does a better job describing this than me. Oh, and also, it just came out, and it's from Grey Wolf Press. We love Grey Wolf Press. That's probably my favorite. New Directions and Grey Wolf are my favorite publishing companies or presses, whatever the hell I call them. So that made me excited, too. But one of the blurbs on the back of this book is from Leslie Jameson. And if you don't mind, I'm going to read this to you. John Degata's alternative histories of the essay are anthologies in the same way the Aurora Borealis is actually a bunch of charged collisions. In his books, we get to see pieces of art crash against his own restless brilliance. 
In this third installment, he is once more a stunned curator, giving us the story of the American essay as a strange, nimble creature, vexed and incandescent, sorry, incandescent in its uncertainties, constantly surprising in its negotiations of anguish, mischief, and awe. Here we find ancient varieties of wonder and doubt provisionally fleshed in captivity tales and curiosity cabinets. We find silence and insomnia, blood and swollen moons. This American history is also a history of unknowing itself, a record of the human impulse to metabolize the world and a record of this impulse continually meeting the world's infinitudes. Yes! God, this is what keeps me alive. Many things make me want to die. I'm going to be really honest with you. A lot of them have come up this week for me. However, the fact that I have on my bookshelf these books by John Degata and the countless fascinating things within these pages. Uh, by the way, on Tuesday, I'm going to read you another bit from this book. So we're going to make this the week of John Degata, if you don't mind. I also just want to warn you guys, speaking of weeks, I am not feeling up to the task of doing this twice a week anymore. And on June 22nd, that'll be my one-year anniversary giving you guys me reading stuff twice a week. And I'm considering bringing this down to once a week just because I'm so overwhelmed with life in so many different ways that I, I can't stop doing this. I want to do this. I love show and tell. I love sharing. I love it so much. Um, so I don't know. I just wanted to give that warning. And hopefully we can celebrate a year together. Bring me coffee, please. I love you guys so much. If you don't mind, head over to iTunes. If you haven't written me a review, I would really appreciate it. I haven't gotten one in a long time. Otherwise, I would have read it to you guys. Um, but if not, that's okay, too. You know what you should do instead? Make yourself your favorite sandwich. Mine is an English muffin sandwich with turkey and cheese. I love you guys. Bye-bye.